Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 156. We're looking at John chapter 14, verses 18 through 24. Let's read the passage. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. Well, this is continuing the episode of the Last Supper. Jesus has told them that he's leaving them. He's told them that he's going away. He's told them that he will send another counselor, the Holy Spirit, to come and be with them. He hasn't explained it's the Holy Spirit, really. He said it's the Spirit of Truth. He said another counselor implying that they'll be much like him. Now he's saying, I will not leave you as orphans, in verse 18. The challenge is that he said, I'm leaving you. But to be totally abandoned would be to be left like an orphan. Now he's told him he's not going to leave him alone, that the Holy Spirit's going to come be with him. Here he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. So he said, I'm leaving, but you can't go to where I am going And then he said to Peter, I'm going, but you'll come there eventually, but not yet. Now he's saying, I'm leaving, but I'm coming to you. Well, he must be referring to the resurrection. He's leaving and that he is dying. He's going to be in the grave for three days. But he is then coming back to them after the resurrection. In verse 19, he says, in a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Well, the world really won't see him to any extent after the resurrection. He will spend his time with his followers after the resurrection. So in a little while, the world will no longer see him, but they will see him. And then he says, because I live, you will live too. This is referring to the resurrection also in that he conquers death. And so his living after the resurrection is the proof that those who follow him will live also. And then he says, On that day you'll know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. On that day, again, must be referring to the resurrection. That's when you'll know that all this stuff is true. When I rise from the dead, that will be the proof that everything I said is true. Well, that's true today. We can look back on the resurrection as the evidence that all this is true. So the resurrection is the proof that everything that Jesus claimed is in fact true. And so he's telling them, after I rise from the dead, you'll you'll know that all this stuff is true. And here he's talking about his, his relationship with the Father. You'll know that I am in the Father, you are in me, I am in you. And this unity of the Son and the Father, but also the unity that we will have 
with him. Then verse 21, he says, The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. So interesting, he says the one who has my commands. Now, does that mean just has a list, has them in his pocket? Probably not, but it, it probably means the one who basically makes them his own. And not just has been given them, heard them, but has actually taken ownership of them. Because he immediately follows it up, not just has the commands, but keeps the commands. That's the one who loves me. So he uh, said this before, the evidence of your love for Christ is the fact that you pay attention to what Christ has said and actually obey what he said. So love is not just some sentimental feeling, it's a devotion, enough of a devotion to actually do what he told us to do. And there he goes back to this linkage between himself and the Father. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him, and I will reveal myself to him. Now, he doesn't explain this. Here he says, I will reveal myself to him. And, and Judas, then, in verse 22, says, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Now, Judas, this is the only place he's mentioned in John's Gospel. He's mentioned once in the book of Acts. He's mentioned once in the Gospel of Luke. So, it's just those three times we see any mention of Judas, not Iscariot. Some think that uh, Judas might be the same as Thaddeus, who is mentioned in Mark and Matthew. It's hard to tell, and we just uh, we don't really know, but probably likely. But he's curious here. You're saying you're going to disappear, but you're going to come back to us. You're going to reveal yourself to us. You're not revealing yourself to the world. How is this supposed to work? Because we all know the Messiah is supposed to be seen by the world in all his glory. So how is it that we will see you, but nobody else will see you? I don't get it. Jesus answers, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. Now, first glance, it seems, okay, you didn't answer the question, Jesus. And that wouldn't be surprising, because so often they ask these questions, and he really doesn't answer their question. He tells them something even harder to understand. But he kind of does answer the question. The answer is a relationship. So he, he's talking about that actually back in, in verse 21, talking about if you actually love me, you're going to keep my commands and do what I told you to do. That's the proof that you love me. And you love me, and you will be loved by my Father, and I'm going to reveal myself to that person. So th these are words of, of relationship. And so the question, how is it going to reveal yourself? to us and not to the world, back to the idea of relationship. So if I love Jesus, then I'm going to do what Jesus said, and the Father will love me. And then the Father and the Son will come to me and make their home with me. That's words of relationship. So how, how does Jesus reveal himself? Through this relationship. Now he hasn't discussed the Holy Spirit here, but in looking back we realize the Holy Spirit's got a big role in this too. The Holy Spirit will reveal things to us.
the proof of loving Jesus is obedience to Jesus. Paying attention to what he said and, and doing what he said. And loving Jesus, loving the Father, they're indivisible. You, you can't love one without loving the other. Similarly, you will be loved by both. So this is the uh, words of relationship. Love leads to obedience. And obedience is the proof of the love. And to love Jesus is to love the Father. And in verse 24, the, he gives the, the converse of that. Is the one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. If I love Jesus, I will keep his words. If I don't love Jesus, I will not keep his words. And that would be, then, there is no proof of my love for him. And then it goes back to this unity. It's, it's not just my words. These are the words from God the Father. Now, we look back, and we can read this, and it's, it's kind of hard to follow sometimes, but we can make sense of it. These poor guys don't get it. They don't understand that Jesus is about to be arrested here very shortly. He's going to go to the cross very soon. He's going to die in less than 24 hours. Then he's going to rise from the dead a couple of days after that. So they don't get it at all. We can't blame them because this is nowhere fitting in their frame of reference. But for us, looking back, this, these are the promises of relationship. That to have a relationship with Christ, it's not just a sentimental feeling, but it's a commitment an actual commitment, and that love we have, that commitment we have, the proof of it is how we live. It's not based on some thing we did, walking to the front of the church when we were 12 years old and get baptized. Well, those are all good things to do. The proof that I have a relationship with Christ is that I'm actually following Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through the Gospel of John.